You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 153, How to Feel Better and Grow More Goodness in Your Life. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a beautiful day. And thank you so much for being here. I am so appreciative that you come and spend 20 to 30 minutes with me every week, hanging out, geeking out about coaching stuff. I love it. So thanks so much. And some of you have been doing that with me for the past three years. I just hit three years of doing this podcast. And it's awesome that you guys have been here hanging out with me the entire time. And welcome to those of you who are new as well. But I love you guys. Thanks for being here. And I'm excited to talk to you today about how to feel better and grow more goodness in your life. Feeling better is what we all want. We all want to feel less stressed out, less overwhelmed and irritable and tired. We want to feel less resentful or jealous or insecure. And we want to feel more of the good stuff right? The stuff that feels really nice. We want to feel more joyful and grateful and excited and compassionate and fulfilled and loving. So just like you've probably heard before that as humans, we seek pleasure and avoid pain in the physical sense, right? Like we don't want to stub our toe or grab a hot pan. And we want to feel things like a nice massage or be cuddled up in a cozy blanket, Just like it's the same for those physical things where we seek pleasure and avoid pain, it's the same with our emotions. We seek emotions that feel pleasurable and avoid ones that don't feel so good. And I'm going to help you do that today and also to create more goodness in your life. So what I mean by that is not just in the emotions you experience and creating that experience for you, but getting the results you want in your life to create the career you want, or the experience you want with your family, or in your relationships, or with a goal. So it's a lot, I understand, (laughs) to talk about all of that, but we can totally do it. So I'm going to help you today feel better and grow more goodness in your life. Now, before we get into this episode, I am pumped for an opportunity I have for you guys. So perk up if you are an educator, like a nurse educator or leader or manager, if you have a team of nurses that you want to help feel better, I got you, my friends. So I'm going to help you guys help your nurses bring down their stress and feel more joyful in their lives because ultimately we know that it's a win every way you look at it when nurses are happy in their jobs. So first of all, for you nurse leaders, I know you want your nurses to feel happy because you care about them. You know them as individual people who you care about, or maybe you don't know them really well personally, depending on what your position is. You don't get to interact with them all the time, but you see their goodness and you want the best for them. 
And so I want to help you help people, right? We care about people. We love people. And so I want to help you help your nurses feel more satisfied and joy in their jobs because we care about them. But also helping nurses feel happy and fulfilled is amazing for our patients. All the studies show that, right? We know that when nurses are able to manage their stress and they're less distracted and they're feeling fulfilled, then they take better care of people. They can think more clearly, right? They can problem solve. They're focused. They are more excited when they're at work and create a better team environment where they help each other. So our patients get better care when nurses are happy. And as far as your facilities go, when patients get better care, it helps the facility financially. And when there's less turnover for nurses, it helps the facility financially. So it's a win all around. So I want to help you help your nurses thrive, whether they are brand new nurses, maybe you do a new grad residency program, or you're a nurse manager and you feel like your team is struggling, or if you have nurses who have been there for a long time and you want to revive this group of nurses, I'm going to help you do it. So this is my first time hosting a webinar like this, but I'm going to be doing a free webinar for you nurse leaders called Overcome Three Roadblocks to Nurse Happiness. I'm going to teach you how to create a thriving team of nurses with less stress and more joy. So this webinar is totally free, and I'm going to teach you about these three roadblocks that are keeping your nurses stuck, spinning out in overwhelm and stress, and how to overcome them so they can get to those more positive emotions that are going to fuel them better during their shifts, more happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Okay, so to sign up for this webinar, again, totally free, just go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash team, because I'm going to help you create a thriving team. So when you type it in, make sure you put www, okay, type the W's and then thrivingnurse.com forward slash team. And when you go to the website, it has the date on there, but I haven't solidified the time of the webinar yet. So go ahead and just sign up, grab your spot, because ultimately it doesn't matter if you come live or watch the replay. I mean, I always encourage people to come live because sometimes I throw in extra bonuses and things like that. But even if you can't make it live, sign up, watch the replay, and learn how to help your nurses. And I should mention at this webinar, I'm also going to tell you how you can bring my coaching programs, Bold Nurse Bootcamp and Bold Nurse Society to your nurses for ridiculously cheap. <laughs> I'm offering a huge discount for a limited time. So if you're interested in that, I'll talk about it at the end of the webinar after we've done the teaching portion. And if you decide those programs would be a good fit for your nurses, then we'll really dive in together to help your nurses bring down their stress and transform the culture at your hospital. So go grab your spot for this free webinar. Again, it's at www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash team. And I'll help you overcome these roadblocks to nurse happiness and let you know how you can bring Bold Nurse Bootcamp and Bold Nurse Society to your facilities for a limited time, super awesome discount. 
So it's going to be a lot of fun, super helpful, and I can't wait for it. Hope to see you there. All right, let's talk about how to feel better and how to grow more goodness. So the reason I titled it the grow more goodness part of this is because I've been thinking about our lives and what we're producing kind of like a garden or kind of like the wilderness, like nature, like plants growing. So the results that we're getting, the experience you're having at your job or in your relationship or with a goal, it's all what you're growing, right? What you're producing in your life. So if we want to grow more of what we actually want in our lives, then the way to do that is through intentionality. We have to be intentional in our lives, not just let whatever grows grow, okay? So many of you guys, when I say be intentional in your lives, you might think I'm talking about what you do, your actions, right? Like if I'm gonna be intentional about losing weight, let's say, then I need to be intentional about my actions, what I eat, how much I exercise and move my body. If I'm intentional about those things, then I'll be able to create the result I want. Or if I want a super fulfilling career as a nurse, what I do matters, right? How I interact with my patients, how I interact with my coworkers, what I learn, if I study and build my skills, what I do matters. So often when we think about being intentional, we think about being intentional with our actions. And all of that stuff is great, but that's not what I'm going to talk about today. If we want to produce more goodness in our lives and feel better, we have to start by being intentional about our thoughts. Our thoughts are like the seeds we're planting. And they grow into the emotions you experience and the results in your life. Okay, so for instance, if I have the thought I'm a terrible nurse, then that seed that I plant grows into an emotion like insecurity, right? Which doesn't feel good, right? So if we want to feel better, first of all, don't plant the seed. I'm a terrible nurse, but we just want to understand what it grows into, right? So it grows into an emotion, insecurity, which leads to certain actions. Our emotions fuel our actions, So think about how you show up at work when you're feeling insecure. Maybe you get defensive during report, trying to prove that you are a good nurse. Or you get defensive with your patients. Or maybe it is the other way where you second guess yourself all the time and you're constantly rushing around and like trying to check things 20 times so you don't make a mistake and you feel really bad because you're asking so many questions and all of that, right? So then those actions give us the result that we get, which is not a very fun experience at work and not creating unity with our team. So notice how it started with that seed, the thought you planted. And that's how it is for every area of our lives. We plant seeds of thoughts and then they grow into emotions that guide our actions and create our results. And that's what we're producing. That's the apple that comes from the tree, that result you're getting in your life. So today I'm gonna help you be more intentional so you can produce more of what you actually want. 
Now, before we get started, here's some good news. You don't have to be intentional about every thought. That would be really overwhelming, right? But sometimes we naturally produce really beautiful things in our lives. Many times we do. Like I drive on this country road to get to my daughter's school and there's this gorgeous field of yellow wildflowers. It's like this whole blanket of yellow flowers that have just naturally grown there. Nobody walked out to this field and individually planted each flower. That was just nature doing its thing. That's what naturally happened. And there's this mountain that I can see from my house that is really lush and green and has all these trees and foliage on it. It's beautiful. No one went out there and was like, we need a tree here and a tree here and a tree here and a tree here and some bushes here. It's just naturally what grew. And that's awesome, right? That's what so many of us have been doing in our lives. Like before I found coaching and I knew about that your thoughts are creating all of this and I started being intentional about my thoughts, I was just running on autopilot in my life. And I still created so many beautiful things. I had amazing relationships. I achieved goals. There was so much goodness being produced in my life. And I wasn't being intentional about my thoughts, necessarily. Like I was intentional about my actions, but I wasn't as intentional about my thoughts as I am now, which is amazing, right? Because we have tens of thousands of thoughts every day. And if we had to think about each one and plant each one intentionally, it would be exhausting. So that's the good news for you guys is you're already doing an amazing job. You're already growing beautiful things in your life, but sometimes we're growing things that we don't want right? Like on this mountain, there's a hiking trail there. And if there's poison oak growing onto the trail, we might be like, oh, that's a problem. I want to be intentional about what I let grow here. And that's not something I want to let grow. Or at my house, there's a rose bush. Now I've told you guys before, I am not into gardening and outdoor plant care things. (laughs) This has been something I've always believed about myself. Until this month, this month in Bold Nurse Society, we're working on challenging our limiting beliefs. And so I decided to challenge this belief that I can't take care of yards and plants. And it's actually been really fun. I've really enjoyed getting out there and working with plants and in our yard and learning about things. So it's been super fun. But anyways, I have this rose bush that was growing right next to my front entry walkway. And rose bushes are beautiful, right? Like the roses that they produce, gorgeous. But I didn't want one in my walkway because it was kind of like a booby trap when people would try to come to my house. You'd be walking up the walkway and then it's like this prickly rose bush growing over the edge of the walkway and you'd get all scratched up, right? So I've decided to be intentional about this rose bush. Rose bushes aren't bad or anything, but I don't want one in my walkway. So most of the times in our lives, we don't have to be super intentional about all of our thoughts and we're going to produce beautiful things. But if there's an area of your life where you're like, I am feeling way more irritated than I want to with my children, or I'm feeling so much insecurity or so much anxiety at work. If it's not producing what you want, then we want to start being intentional. Those are the times when it's like, okay, it's time to take a look 
at our thoughts. Okay. Now I want to tell you why a lot of people aren't intentional about their thoughts. And even those of you who've been listening to this podcast the entire time or for a while, you might not be as intentional about your thoughts as you can be. And I want to tell you why that might be. Now, some of you, as you've learned that thoughts are optional, maybe you have started being a little bit more intentional or a lot more intentional, right? Like you realize me telling myself I'm not a good nurse causes me to not operate very well as a nurse. And so we tell ourselves, I shouldn't think that thought anymore. It's not serving me. Let's stop that thought. But then we make a mistake or we forget something in report or we have a new situation like a patient we haven't experienced before or a procedure we haven't experienced before. And all of a sudden that thought pops back up again. I'm a terrible nurse. So here's what's happening in those situations. So... I'll use my rose bush example, okay? So this rose bush, we've had, it's been growing for several years. And it was always really annoying when I would notice it's growing over the walkway. So what I would do is I would just grab a pair of scissors, go out and trim back the branches. Because it would then be out of the walkway and people wouldn't get poked by it, right? But the thing is, the next year, it would have grown back. So I have to go back out cut it with scissors again, and wait till the next year when inevitably it's grown back again. So I just had to keep doing it, right? And that's what so many of us do in our lives. We're like, oh, this thought isn't very nice. So I'm going to cut it back. But then it just grows back again. So we have to keep cutting it back and go through the cycle over and over again in our lives. And sometimes it gets kind of annoying. We're like, why can't I just stop dealing with this? Right? And I'm going to tell you how you can in just a second. But first, I want to tell you why some people aren't intentional about their thoughts. So for some people, they just don't even know. Right, They're like, I didn't know that thoughts created your feelings. But for you guys who know that, here's why maybe you're not as intentional about some of your thoughts as you could be. So the first reason, and we're going to use this gardening nature analogy throughout all of it. So the first reason is maybe someone else planted the seeds. And so you're just continuing to nurture what's already there. Okay, so like at my house, we bought this house, I think it was like six years ago. And there are lots of plants that were just here when we came, right? Like there's some that I really like. There's a like a lilac bush, I think it is. I don't know, it has really pretty purple flowers on it. There's a plum tree that gets really beautiful pink blossoms. So those plants were already here and I just continue to let them be here. They're not causing any problems for me, right? But there are some plants that I just don't love. Like there are some shrubs around the front of the house and some different trees that look kind of awkward, but they were just here when I came. So we've left them so far. So it could be that way in your life that you're so used to these thoughts just being here that you continue to let them exist. And maybe someone else planted the seeds. Maybe when you were little, your parents offered you a certain way to think about money. And so it has grown a tree for you 
that's producing the results of money in your life. And maybe you like that tree, maybe you don't. When we realize we can be intentional about it, then we get to decide, do we keep this tree? But some of us are like, oh no, that's just what's always been there. So we leave it, right? Maybe someone offered you some seeds about body image when you were growing up and those seeds got planted. And so they've just been there so long that we don't realize I could totally just rip that out. Not think about it that way anymore. I could grow something different in that part of my yard. It's totally up to me. So once we realize just because it's been there for a long time or because someone else planted it or offered me the seeds, it doesn't mean I have to keep it. That's when we can start being more intentional. The second reason we're not intentional is because we don't realize there are other options. Think about grass. Many of us think grass in your front yard or your backyard is just the way it has to be. We're like, of course I'm going to have grass in my front yard and my backyard. That's just what you do. But we don't realize there are other options. A lot of people around me are starting to do xeroscaping now. So they don't have grass. Maybe they have different types of rocks or they have plants that grow naturally and add some greenery or they do different yard decorations, but they don't have to have grass. You don't have to have grass if you don't want it. My husband discovered this really cool option that it looks kind of like grass or it's like a green ground covering and it's functionally like grass. Like you can run around on it with bare feet and dogs can play on it and kids can play on it and it's really durable, but it's a mix of different herbs. And it takes way less water, so it's drought resistant, and you don't have to mow some of them nearly as often, maybe like once a month. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was an option. But now that I do, I'm like, that's so cool. Let's do that instead. So sometimes you might not even realize you have other options with ways to think about things. Like the housing market. When we hear everybody else say, Houses are so expensive. It's a terrible time to buy or whatever. That we're like, oh, that's just how I have to think about it. Those are the facts. Often, especially before coaching, people don't know the difference between thoughts and facts. A lot of times we have thoughts that we think, that's just a fact. That's just how it is. And so we keep accepting it and believing it and growing it, not knowing that it's just a thought and your thoughts are optional. So you can choose to think about it in a different way. You don't have to keep thinking, my child is just so difficult. You don't have to keep thinking, nursing is hard or it's unfair. You don't have to keep thinking, I'm damaged because everything I've gone through in my life. All of that's optional. You get to choose the thoughts that you think. Even if everyone else is doing it, right? If everyone else is thinking something, everyone else is having grass in their yard, you don't have to. You get to grow whatever you want. You get to design the perfect yard for you. We don't have to judge other people for what they decide to grow. But I just want you to know you have way more options than you even can see right now. Okay, third reason people aren't intentional is they don't read the label of their seed pack. So it's like they're just reaching their hand into a bucket of seeds and they're like, these look nice. 
these are probably some good seeds, and they just sprinkle them around their yard. But then things start growing, and it's like, oh, I like that. I like that. Ooh, what is that? That's not what I wanted there. So let me explain what I mean by this. It's that we think thoughts that maybe sound nice on the surface, or we think, you know, it's going to grow something good. It, it has to, right? Everyone else seems to like these seeds. But then what it actually produces for us is not what we want. So an example of this type of thought would be, I want my kids to be best friends. That sounds really lovely, right? So we're just like reaching our hand into a bucket full of those seeds and we're like, oh my gosh, here are the my kids need to be best friends seeds and we're throwing it all around our yard. But we haven't actually looked at what it grows. We haven't looked at the packet and looked at the picture on it to be like, oh, do I like that plant that grows from that seed? Because for me, as I've been doing my own self-coaching, one thing I've noticed is that seed for me is not a good one. It sounds really nice, but I don't really like what it produces. Because when I think my kids need to be best friends when they're older, and right now I see them struggling and fighting with each other sometimes and not getting along, then it kind of causes me to panic right? The seed creates our emotions, right? And I'm like, my kids need to be best friends. And right now what I'm seeing is they're not best friends. Then I feel a little bit panicked, like something's gone wrong. And then I get more irritable. And so when they're not getting along with each other, I tend to escalate the situation. And it creates even more contention in our household, which doesn't help us build the type of relationship I'm hoping to achieve, right? It actually seems to pull us further apart. So I've decided that my kids need to be best friends seed actually doesn't grow what I want it to. I need to look at the label. I need to see what the picture is, what that seed actually produces. Because sometimes we have thoughts that sound really lovely, but if we don't examine them and know what they grow, then we might grow a bunch of stuff that we don't actually want. Okay? So that's why... Many people are not intentional about their thoughts. Even those of you who know thoughts create your feelings and that your thoughts are optional. It's like we know it on the surface level or on the level where it's like, okay, I'm going to start cutting back some of those things. But we're not actually getting to the root of it to fully create lasting change in our lives. So going back to this rose bush example of the rose bush in my walkway. So like I said, I used to just cut it back. But just this last month, like a few weeks ago, I was out there and I started cutting it back again. And I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. I do this every year. It's time to just take this rosebush out. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be back out here next year trimming it back again. And so... That's what I did. I decided to get to the root of it and take the entire thing out. And that is what we do in coaching. And that might sound like a really like harsh process or like aggressive process. Maybe if you picture like going in and ripping weeds out or something like that. And that's not what it's like at all. In coaching, we follow the roots back. Like we see the plant. Like this is what you're growing in your life. This is what you're producing in your life. Maybe you're feeling irritated with your kids more than you want to or stressed out at work more than you want to. 
So we're like, okay, that's the plant that has grown here. Let's understand this plant. Like, where is it coming from? So we follow the roots back, just like I did with this rosebush, because they were grown all around some other plants and went deep into the soil and extended for like feet out from it. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to yank it out. It's like, no, let's follow it back. And I didn't want to pull on it too hard because then it would break and I would lose the roots and maybe it would grow back again. So in coaching, it's a gentle process of knowing the right questions to ask to help get to the root and holding space, not shaming ourselves or judging ourselves. Because as soon as we do that, it's like you just cut it off and now the roots are lost. So instead we want to go through this gentle process of understanding it and seeing what it's creating in our lives and then decide, do I want to keep it or do I want to remove this? So to give you an example of this, like if I have a new nurse in Bold Nurse Society, like a new grad nurse who's just starting their first nursing job, maybe they have this thought that they're a terrible nurse. They're not good at what they're doing. So we could just trim that back and be like, oh no, you're doing a good job. You're doing your best. Don't think that thought anymore. It's not serving you. But that's not what we do. Instead, we follow the roots back. So I might ask, well, what makes someone a good nurse? And they'll think about it and kind of, you know, we all have this criteria that often we're not even conscious of that we're using to judge ourselves during our shift and what makes us a good nurse, what makes it a successful shift. So they'll think about it and tell me the criteria that they have. So maybe being a good nurse means when patients ask me questions, I am able to explain to them what's going on in their treatment and about the medications they're taking and about procedures and about recovery. I can provide good patient education. Maybe another thing that would make me a good nurse is if my patients were happy with me, right? Like if they're like, I, you know, I had this experience where my patient got really mad at me and so I think I'm a terrible nurse. So that might be part of the criteria that my patient should be happy with the care that I give them. And I shouldn't make mistakes. I should understand the policies and the medications and not mess up. That's what would be a good nurse. Or I'd be able to get my meds all passed on time or my charting done on time. I wouldn't leave late if I was a good nurse. So we take a look at it, right? That's following the roots back. And as we do that, again, we don't want to just chop it off. We don't want to be like, oh, well, don't think that. That's stupid. Why would you believe that? That's not what we do. Instead, it's like, oh, that's really interesting. Like now we can see all these roots. And then we can examine them and question them. So we can just look at it one by one. Like, okay, so you said being a good nurse means your patients are happy with the care you give. Maybe that's true. But have you ever seen someone you consider to be a good nurse with patients that were unhappy? And I bet all of us would say, oh yeah, all the time, right? Because we see people who are amazing nurses who tell their patients, I'm sorry, I can't give you any more pain medication. Or, sorry to wake you up, I need to take your vital signs. Or, I'm going to put the bed alarm on. Or, I'm not going to turn around while you're peeing because I don't want you to fall. And sometimes our patients get mad about that. So does that mean that person wasn't a good nurse? Of course not. So when we start to question all of it, then it's like we're pulling those roots out of the soil. 
It's like, oh, I understand why this was growing there, but actually we don't need it there. It's, it's not even true that being a good nurse means your patients are happy all the time because your patients' emotions are things that they create, not you. It tells us something about them, what they need to feel and experience, not about you as a nurse. So we pull that one out of the soil. And then the other one's about being a good nurse means I don't make mistakes or I know the answers. As we examine those, we're like, oh, wait a second. That's actually kind of silly. That's part of my criteria. Do I really think I'm ever going to know all the answers or any nurse out there knows all the answers? Do I really think no good nurses out there make mistakes? Of course not. So we gradually pull it out of the soil. And as we do that, eventually that rose bush comes out. And the awesome thing about that is once you remove those plants and thoughts that you don't want in your life that aren't producing what you want in your life, then you have fresh soil. You have space to grow something different. So that's where we get to start being even more intentional. We were intentional about taking out the rose bush. Now we get to be intentional about what do I want to plant here? What do I want to grow? So maybe we plant the seed that a good nurse ask questions. A good nurse definitely doesn't know all the answers. When she doesn't know the answers, she asks questions. She researches. She finds the policy and gets the answer. A good nurse is committed to safety. Right? A good nurse is not in charge of other people's emotions. She allows her patients to feel however they need to feel, even if that means them being upset with her sometimes. And a good nurse keeps accountability for her own emotions. Instead of blaming her patients or other situations on her emotions, she takes that accountability. So we can decide, these are the seeds I want to plant here. And we can do this in all areas of our lives, just one by one. Like, I'm going to take a look at this plant here. Do I want to keep it or not? Do I want to grow something different in this space? And it's not because you're doing it wrong. I want you to know that. Like as I was thinking this all through and through my experience, you know, with taking out this rose bush, I was like, oh, I'm so glad it's a rose bush because I don't like the idea of it just being a bunch of weeds because a rose bush can create something beautiful, right? It's not like, oh, you're doing it wrong. You have all these weeds in your life. It's just, oh, I don't want a rose bush next to my walkway where it scratches people. Right? But it's okay that I had a rose bush. There's nothing wrong with you that you've grown what you've grown. It's just a different experience. Do I want this to be a wild hillside and with wildflowers and plants just growing up wherever they want to? Or do I want this to be a more manicured lawn? And I'm not saying it has to be like Disneyland where everything's meticulous and perfect, but somewhere in between, right? Like I'm going to let the wild things grow that I love. And I'm going to be intentional about a lot of it too. Now, if this sounds like a lot of work to you, if you're like, Abby, this is yard work. (laughs) Why are you trying to make me do yard work? I want you to know that's not what it's all about. Like I know sometimes it feels overwhelming when we're like, oh my gosh, I have all this wild growth in my life and it's not what I want. There's so many areas. Where do I even begin? That's how I felt about my yard for a long time, right? And when we feel that way, we just don't want to do it. 
Like that sounds like a lot of work. It sounds exhausting. But imagine if you had an expert gardener. That's what I've been relying on as I've started dabbling in gardening and yard work. When I go to the plant store, I talk to the guy there for like an hour about different types of plants because it's like, ooh, this guy knows a lot. So he taught me about perennials and annuals. I literally knew nothing, you guys. So he taught me all about plants. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad there's this expert here who can help me. Or as I've done like interior design, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are all these awesome services with interior designers that can design your room for you, which is actually super fun. Once you have the right tools and support, it doesn't feel overwhelming. And it's like, oh my goodness, look at what a drastic change this has made in my life. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by it, it's not yard work. This is like next level yard design that you don't have to do alone. So if you would like some help and support designing your life with intentionality, then come hang out with us in Boldner Society. So the doors aren't open right now, but I always have a wait list going so that I can let you know when the doors open up. So to jump on the wait list, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist, as in Bold Nurse Society waitlist. And remember, you got to type the W's. So www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And I will help you redesign your life and produce what you actually want. And again, for you nurse leaders who are here, if you are a nurse manager, educator, If you are in a role where you're trying to help your nurses and your hospital or your facility create a team of intentional nurses with less stress and more joy and have a culture of unity, then come join me for our free webinar called Overcome Three Roadblocks to Nurse Happiness. And I will help you know how to create a team of thriving nurses with less stress and more joy. So for that, to grab your spot for the free webinar, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash team. So type the W's dot thrivingnurse.com forward slash team. All right, you guys, I love seeing what you grow. I love seeing nurses design their lives with intentionality and create beautiful things, not just taking out things that they don't want there. Like that's awesome, but also helping them see what's possible. Like what do I want to create in this space called my life? What do I want to grow here? Like maybe you had all these limiting beliefs about what was possible. Like, oh, I could never have that kind of yard. I could never grow something beautiful like that or create that type of garden. That's nonsense. You guys, Let's grow something beautiful and amazing. And I am here for it. I am here to help you do it. All right, you guys, thanks for being here today. Have a beautiful week. Take care.